The year is 1831. Nat Turner stands in a field as the February winds whip around him. His eyes are fixed to the sun, which steadily grows blacker and blacker in the shadow of the moon, until everything is gray. Nearby, fellow slaves shout praises to God under the influence of the eclipse. A few minutes later, the warm light returns and Turner drops his eyes back to earth, back to his white overseers. He clutches the axe in his hand tightly. He knows his moment is near. He's just had a sign from God. I'm Zach Lovelace, and this is Circa. Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto opens with this line, The history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggles. Class is a hard concept to pinpoint. The easiest way to define it is by lower, middle, and upper. You have the blue collar, the white collar, and the upper crust, no collars. According to Marx, a class of people are those with common economic interests, are aware of those interests, and collectively act to achieve them. So, according to that definition, what class are you in? The majority of you will probably answer with middle class. You live in homes where the annual income never breaks 95000 That may seem high, but if you split 95000 in two, you get two lower management jobs at some shitty retail store at the mall. No doubt, the middle class is growing worldwide. In China alone, there are 300 million middle class workers. That's almost the entire population of the United States. This idea of the three main classes is actually pretty new. For most of recorded history, the most prevalent form of class distinction was subjugation. Slavery, as it's known, has its own sordid history. From the warring nations of prehistory enslaving the defeated to the indentured servitude under the English, slavery has known many forms but none as brutal as that found in America. As everyone knows, this slavery was race-based, dehumanizing and offered no dignity to those serving. It was lifelong and involved intense manual labor. Now, I could talk about American slavery for a long time. There's a lot to be mined there, but I want to dial in the focus. Right before slavery was abolished in the U.S., right at the end of its reign, one man had his moment. That man was Nat Turner. The morning of August 21st, 1831, Southampton County, Virginia, Nat Turner and his band of fellow slaves traveled from house to house, freeing all the others they could find and slaughtering their masters. Instructed by Turner, they only used blades and blunt instruments for musket fire would attract the attention of surrounding farms. Their goal? Usher in the kingdom of God by the liberation of all slaves and the destruction of the serpent. Rumors rippled through the countryside that all the slaves across the nation were revolting, all the way from Virginia to Alabama, and that the streets were clogged with rioting blacks, armed and deadly. But in all, less than 80 slaves in Southampton joined in. This sudden wave of class paranoia shot through the South. The white landowning bourgeoisie couldn't help but fear 
that they might be experiencing a full-class revolution, something Marx would be proud of. Nat Turner was called the prophet by his peers and even some white folks he knew. At an early age, he expressed vehement fondness toward Hebrew scripture. I heard a loud noise in the heavens, and the Spirit instantly appeared to me and said the serpent was loosed, and Christ had laid down the yoke he had borne for the sins of men, and that I should take it on and fight against the serpent. For the time was fast approaching when the first should be last, and the last should be first. Those are Turner's own words shortly after being captured. He survived two months in the wilderness, not but a few miles from his home plantation before being spotted by a hunter and his dog crouching in the bushes, saber still in hand. After being apprehended, Turner stood trial. Many of his fellow insurrectionists had died a few months before, viciously murdered by a heavily armed local militia. Just before Turner was set to hang, a Southern lawyer by the name of Thomas R. Gray requested to interview him. There are a few places you can read this interview in its entirety online and in academic journals, but there's one moment that stands out to me. It's near the end when Gray asks Turner, Do you not find yourself mistaken now? Turner stands up, enchained, and stretches out his arms. Was not Christ crucified? A lot can be learned about class from Nat Turner and his rebellion. The biggest thing is how the ruling whites chose to punish the surviving slaves. Legislature was quickly passed to outlaw the education of any slave. They no longer were allowed to learn to read or write. A slave who cannot read is a slave who needs its master. This is an interesting punishment because the whites were trying to stop the slaves' development of what's known as social mobility. Now, social mobility is a person's or family's ability to move between social strata in any given society, or your ability to jump up in class. And a key factor in this movement is education. Many of you middle-class men and women will know and have felt an intense desire to be educated and to pass on the importance of education. This stems from your parents' desire to see you succeed, as they have done, in becoming a functioning member of society. Money, as they say, can't buy class, but an education can. The modern middle class, a class whose main interest, as Marx would claim, is in reproducing themselves through parenting and education. They are a class who believes social mobility is decided by the individual. This idea is a big part of one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me Malcolm in the Middle is a show about a white-collar family on the brink of falling apart. Each season, we see the parents, played wonderfully by Brian Cranston and Jane Kasmerick, struggle to teach their unruly children about the importance of education and working hard. But as some of you know, Malcolm and his brothers are almost criminally insistent on defying their advice. The best example of this family's class struggle comes in the very last episode of the final season. Lois, Malcolm's mother, pulls back the blinders on what will save them from the social immobility they've suffered all these years. She lectures Malcolm on her vision for his life. 
life you're supposed to have is you go to Harvard and you earn every fellowship and internship they have. You graduate first in your class and you start working in public service, either district attorney or running some foundation, and then you become governor of a mid-sized state and then you become president. What? Of the United States. Dad. I'm sorry, son. It's true. Our expectations started out much smaller, but you just kept upping the ante. What if I don't want to be president? Oh, it's too late for that. You're going to do it. Oh, really? Have you decided my position on capital gains tax cuts? What are my foreign policy objectives? That doesn't matter. What does matter is you'll be the only person in that position who will ever give a crap about people like us. We've been getting the short end of the stick for thousands of years, and I, for one, am sick of it. Now you are going to be president, mister, and that's the end of it. Humans can't help but classify themselves and others. It's what leads to slave rebellions and Occupy Wall Street movements. Look to these categories too much, and people get blurred into the groups they are a part of. I'm by no means a Marxist, but I do see that life is a struggle. Those on the bottom, their main fight is for food and shelter, while those at the top fight for meaning and purpose. As G.K. Chesterton says, meaninglessness comes from being wary of pleasure. Thank you for listening. Circa is written and recorded by me, produced by the Bento Block, and supported in part by our patrons. If you're looking forward to next week's episode, check out our Patreon page and see what comes with being a patron. Everything from perks like getting each episode early, behind-the-scenes content, and upcoming merch. For more info, visit the link in the description. See you next Monday, and remember, you are history. <laughs>